Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about this crazy situation in Jackson, Mississippi, where their water doesn't work anymore because it dovetails with my Natchez Dead Zone episode. And I want to show people how this is just the tip of the spear, that this place is falling apart, man. I mean, it's just falling apart. And they were not allowed to discuss any of the actual problems because the system has a method of locking down all thought, and it's getting worse and worse. People who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. And the truth is I was a constitutional conservative for decades. And then I figured that scam out a couple decades ago and realized that the whole constitutional conservative thing is a scam. I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I've had that title for almost 20 years. I gave it to myself when I figured that scam out. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all the work I've done here on this podcast. So I've got plenty of fake awards and credentials to go up against any of the government awards out there. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and get the show going. So I want to make a show about this situation in Jackson, Mississippi, where they literally don't have water operational in the city. This is the capital of Mississippi. It's got 150,000-ish kind of people, and it's really, really close to the Natchez dead zone that I drove through, that I made that show about when I went down to do the pickup scenes for the movie, The Jones Plantation. And there's so many things about this story that are entertaining to me. One, it's just full confirmation of what I said about how the infrastructure in these places is obviously completely falling apart and is never going to be repaired, and that's the plan. These places are not going to be places you're going to be able to move to. I don't know how many people are aware of the situation that went on in Jackson, but at the end of July, they apparently put a boil drinking water warning in for the residents so you weren't able to drink the water anymore without boiling it for three minutes on top of that last week sometime at the very end of last week and over the weekend which was that kind of very end of august weekend because i'm making this show on september 1st they had some rain issue that completely blew up in effect the ability for Jackson to produce water, not just tainted water. There literally was no water coming out of the pipes in large areas. And so they can't fight fires. They can't do anything. I don't know how you conduct business. Um, If somebody's in town, staying at a hotel, trying to go to a restaurant, the, the place just completely shuts down. When you have running water go away, there's no way to have a modern society. And of course, Jackson, Mississippi is just the heart of the South. And that place has just been trashed for a variety of reasons over many, many years. Of course, it's all Democrat. The place is heavily, heavily black. And of course, that is a topic that you are not allowed to bring up. If you bring it up, then you're a racist. I'm going to be reading from an article that's from CNN that came out today. And I wanted to do that, even though I read several others, only because... I wanted something that was the most up-to-date, so it handles it in a typical CNN fashion. So let's go ahead and start it. Here's how they kind of talked about it at the very, very end, which I find hilarious, and that is, advocates have previously pointed to systemic and environmental racism 
as among the causes of Jackson's ongoing water issues and lack of resources to address them. About 82.5% of Jackson's population identifies as black or African American, according to census data, while the state's legislature is majority white. (laughs) I mean, this is hilarious. So now, if a black race is in charge of running their municipality and their city for years and years and years, and the thing gets all fucked up, it's systemic racism. There's some kind of problem. Whites are even responsible for that. If the whites are in charge and it's mostly blacks, then that's also racism. So it's a no-win situation. Water is controlled at a local level, period. I've mentioned before that these municipal utility districts all around Texas are fantastically fucking corrupt in large areas. There's a lot, great way to hide all sorts of shit in there. But the article does discuss it here at the very end. I want to read that because it's just funny in light of the way they cover the whole story. They bury this at the end and they make it into racism when really the issue should be what's going on in these places that are run by Democrats and why are blacks loyal to Democrats to the tune of about 90%? Why? They fuck them over and over again. I don't get it. It's not like I'm a big old fan of the Republicans, but they are picking a party that is the worst possible party for them. And instead of it being honest about it, because this comes from CNN, the only way to discuss it in the mainstream is to act like there's some kind of systemic and environmental racism now. We've got environmental racism. Here's how the article continues. Asked Wednesday about claims that the deterioration of the water infrastructure in Jackson is a result of environmental racism, Reeves who I think is the governor, said the state does not run the water systems. In the state of Mississippi, we have a large number of municipalities that run their own water system. We have a large number of rural water associations that run their own water system. Prior to Monday of this week, the state of Mississippi runs exactly zero water systems, he said. So they don't run any. Now, they've had to take over this thing, of course, because it's been so totally fucked up. But this is just the situation, people. So they make everything into some kind of racism. And... It's amazing to me. I don't know how you run a system, how we spend literally trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. We had plenty of money to hand out trillions and trillions, more than $10 trillion in all this corona horse shit, this made-up thing. But these places, they don't have water that can even be run reliably. I mean, this is total and complete third-world joke. And this is what everything's going to be moving towards. This is what I talked about in that Natchez dead zone is that these infrastructure things are going to fall apart. I'm telling you, you're going to have unsafe bridges. You're going to have all sorts of stuff. And that's all planned. That's all intentional so that everybody will have to go to these areas where things are so-called safe. This is a first world supposed country. And so the article's hilarious. It's got all sorts of crazy shit. I'll only read a little bit. At the very top, it shows a picture of a couple guys loading water into a truck. Imagine how much of this plastic water shit they're now doing, how much pollution. Oh, just incredible. All those, I don't drink that water out of plastic bottles. It's got God knows how much hormonal shit that's there to affect you by soaking in that plastic. But the names of the guys are great. Quad Johnson, Q-U-A-D Johnson on the left of the picture, and Island Williams. Island, like a fucking island in the ocean. I, I never heard either of those names as men's names. <laughs> I don't know where they come from. Is that what they name people in Africa? Is, is that an African name? No. It's just this weird culture that's been pushed into the black community since the 1960s where the blacks were doing great. As a Yeah, it's true they had kind of a parallel society going and they weren't that integrated in a lot of ways. I understand. I'm not saying I approve of that. I'm saying the culture was doing way better. 
And since then, there's been a complete war on the black community. And the result is to completely destroy it. And now they run around with pride in this thing that they should have no pride about supporting these people in politics who are black politicians who just take advantage of them along with everything else. And it's just a total brainwashing. There is fantastically brainwashed as all the the white dudes who run around with the rebel flag supporting fucking Republicans just as used. They're just opposite sides of the coin, just as abused, just as fucking lost. So... All right, let me read a little of this because it's so insane. I mean, Jackson, the, the fucking capital can't run water. And the thing is going to exist for so long. It's just so insane to me. I can't believe it's not a bigger story. You know what I mean? It, just, it seems like it should be a huge story. But it's, you know, it's a minor story, really. And if this happened as a result of a big storm or hurricane or something, this would be huge. But since it's happened as a result of infrastructure collapse because it's run by Democrats and, and, and it's a black city, well, the story has to be kind of buried and not really covered and claimed it's environmental racism, which is, of course, just a, the problem I point out all the time, which is we can't have an honest discussion about any issue. It's just not allowed to because the reality is they're intentionally driving everything off a cliff with all these different things and narratives. And so you can't expose it and talk about the reality of what's going on because that exposes the fact that the entire thing is a fraud and that these aren't accidents. This is all being intentionally driven by the people behind the scenes. All right, here we go. As Mississippi's capital city entered a fourth day, Thursday, with little or no water flowing from faucets, authorities are scrambling to get a failing water treatment plant plagued by decades of deferred maintenance back online. <laughs> In other words, it's corruption. The problem, which comes on top of a boil water notice in effect more than a month, has upended life in the city of roughly 150,000 residents. Where schools were shuttered this week, businesses are forced to adapt, and people have had to wait in long lines for bottled water they can use to drink, cook, or brush their teeth. You can't really adapt to no water. There's no way to adapt as a business. You can't operate a business if you have to boil water. You can't as a restaurant. It's totally impossible. You can't even wash the dishes, really, and the shit water, if it comes out, it's all dirty, and there is no water. So there's no adapting to this. There's nothing you can do about it. It's fucked. Jackson Mayor, this name is incredible. Chokwe Antar Lumumba. (laughs) I'm not fucking making that up. Chokwe, C-H-O-K-W-E. Antar, A-N-T-A-R, Lum Mumba, L-U-M-U-M-B-A. <laughs> just, ah. Apparently it's racist to bring up the fact that that name is utterly ridiculous. See, that's completely ridiculous in America. If you were born an African, you had some kind of African name, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but you can just see who runs this fucking place, right? So you can't talk about it. Jackson Mayor Chokwe Antar Lumumba is optimistic the water can be restored to residents this week, he told CNN. But there's a huge mountain to climb in order to achieve that. All right, so, of course, he doesn't want to take any responsibility. So he optimistically playing that he can get it restored, whatever that means. It's not going to fix it. The problem came to a head Monday when river flooding nudged an already damaged main treatment plant to failure, meaning Jackson's faucets deliver barely, if any, water. In some cases, the water has been brown. So this is the situation you've got in the city, capital city of Mississippi. And this idea of the water and the flooding and all this stuff, I don't know if people follow it. I bring it up on my live show all the time, the weather. It's a big problem. There's flooding and fucking drought all over the place because drought and deluge is what you get with this solar radiation managing. It's all over the fucking world. 
And it's just, they talk about it as climate change causing it, human-driven climate change. Yeah, it's the fucking spray. But again, can't discuss anything. Nothing of, of reality can be discussed. We have to stay inside these fantasy boxes. All right, let's continue this because it's so crazy. City residents have been told to boil water since late July because of quality concerns, and the water system has been troubled for years. A rental pump installed Wednesday at the treatment plant will help add 4 million gallons of water a day into the system, authorities believe. The state also contracted with outside operators to begin work on critical emergency repairs. I mean, just think how much money the city spends and all these fucking pensions and all this wasted shit, all these city workers. It's utter shit. The stuff falls apart and the people can't catch on. They keep voting for Democrats and guys with ridiculous names like that because that's what the media has told them to do. They've told them that there's victims, the victims, the victims, the victims. Got to vote for Democrats and other blacks, otherwise you'd be a victim. It's just incredible to me how much they've divided everybody and totally fucked the black culture. It's just amazing to me. We're flushing bad water out of the system and making mechanical improvements to prevent an even more catastrophic failure, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves said during a Wednesday news conference. But even as fixes are made, services fluctuated, and the governor warned there will be future interruptions. They are not avoidable at this point. So now they, they bring in the governor to have to talk about this thing, even though it's a completely local event. See, it's a totally local event, but they have to try to muddy the waters. Now they get FEMA in there and they claim it's environmental fucking racism, all this shit. This is just full-on corruption at the government. That's all. There's nothing else about this. There's nothing else to say about it. That's all there is to it. Now, I thought we need government in order to have water and roads and all this shit. The roads all suck. All the infrastructure's falling apart. Now they can't even run water. And yet people continue to think it's underfunded and need more. It's utter bullshit. All this stuff's total bullshit. Let's continue. Our immediate priority is to have running water. <laughs> you think? Even temporarily sacrificing some quality standards where we absolutely have to, to fulfill basic sanitary and safety needs. Reeves said, urging residents not to drink the water without boiling it. Yeah, you can't flush your toilet. You can't flush your toilet. So it's not a matter of anything else. You can't flush your toilet. What the hell do you do living in a house if you can't flush your toilet? It's not a matter of bad water coming in. You have no fucking water in your house, no running water. This system is not set up to live like that. Say, so what do you do? <laughs> You're fucking screwed. How are you going to sell a house in Jackson, Mississippi now, people knowing that things just screwed at any time you can just be without water? How do you do business in a city like this? Okay? It's just fucked up. We're hopeful that we'll be able to increase the quantity of the water, which will ultimately get the tanks more full and ultimately lead to a scenario in which we can do the proper testing and actually produce clean water, the governor said. But we're not there yet. They're not going to be there for so long. They're never going to get there again. We all know that. It's not going to happen. While authorities rush to make repairs, get needed parts, and deal with staffing shortages at Jackson's water plants, the crisis is upending daily life. You think? Residents are seeing cloudy, discolored water coming out of their faucets and being told it should be adequate for sanitation purposes. They can't use the water to drink, cook, or wash dishes, but they can shower and wash their hands, an official said. Imagine wanting to shower in that crap. Please make sure in the shower that your mouth is not open. <laughs> I don't fucking tell people that. Uh, Jim Craig, Senior Deputy and Health Director, uh, Protection at Mississippi Department of Health, told residents Wednesday. Adding pets should also not consume the water. <laughs> this is how fucking bad it is. Dogs can drink out of puddles in the streets and be fine, but you can't drink the water coming out of the faucet in Jackson, Mississippi, if there's water coming out. I mean, what a joke. According to the mayor, it's unknown when residents will no longer have to boil water, and that can't be assessed until the water pressure returns to normal. 
In the meantime, all Jackson Public Schools shifted to virtual learning. God. Jackson State University also shifted online classes this week and set up portable showers and toilets across the campus. This is insane. It's like we're living in a nightmare right now, sophomore Aaron Washington, 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 told CNN. Another student described seeing brown, smelly water coming out of faucets on campus. Businesses, many still trying to recover from COVID-19-related setbacks, are also struggling. Most affected the city hospital industry, said Jeff Rent, president and CEO at Greater Jackson Chamber Partnership, whatever that is. Hotels and restaurants already on thin margins either cannot operate or they have to make special accommodations, including the purchase of ice, water, and soft drinks. Oh, give me a break. If you don't even have water coming out of your thing, how are you going to stay there? You can't. How are you going to operate a hospital if there's no water pressure? I don't have backup water. All right, this is this is silly. Father of five, Kahindi Gainer. <laughs> oh my God! Said the water shortage has been frustrating for his family. Oh really? It's devastating as a father because we are for the providers for the family. Right now, we are just crippled because we have no control over what's happening on the outside of the home. Residents have had to endure long lines to get bottled water and non-drinking water at distribution sites operated by the city. Some sites this week ran out of water and turned people away. Super sites. We'll be running Thursday, making more water available to residents with the help of the National Guard. You get the fucking National Guard has to be called in in order to solve a fucking basic thing like this. And people still think government's the answer. President Joe Biden approved an emergency declaration for Jackson. And Reeves, who's the governor, said it will allow Mississippi to tap into critical resources to respond to the crisis. In other words, we'll get free fucking money to deal with this shit that the fucking city has pissed away for 50 years under Democrats as they just corruptly ran shit in the ground and paid people to be there. That's it. So now we all pay for that. Same way we did in the corona deal. We bailed all these blue states out. This is what happens. This is why all this shit is completely and totally unacceptable. See? Unacceptable. Now, I'm not going to go and read all the stuff about how it went down with this, uh, the pumps failing and all the other different shit. There's no point worrying about it. But you get the concept there, right? You get the concept there. And then it finishes up at the end with the fact that in July 2021, the EPA and the city entered into an agreement to address long-term challenges and make needed improvements to the drinking water system. The EPA also recently announced $75 million in federal water and sewer infrastructure funds for Mississippi. I mean, how... There's no authority for any of this. The fucking Romans had aqueduct systems and running water in their towns and and all over the place, all over Europe, and it worked fine. (laughs) And now, now we're facing these challenges. The challenges are that government's in charge and the whole thing's corrupt as hell. That's the only challenge that exists here, and that the people are stupid enough to continue to trust and believe in this stuff. But it's such a great example to me of so many things where you can't have an honest conversation about it. You can't. So you can't talk about some of these issues, just like there's all sorts of other very small communities of people who you're not allowed to mention. You can't make this into a problem of the fact that these are just black Democrats who just ran this thing into the ground for 50 fucking years and destroyed the city. You know, you can't bring up the fact that South Africa's had the exact same problem, right? When the whites, the racist white people were in charge, and they were fucking racist. I'm not saying they weren't. The system was set up in a racist fashion. People are allowed to run their places however they want. But the reality is, now that the South Africa has turned into a place where the blacks are in charge, the reality is it's one of the most dangerous places in the world, and the entire infrastructure has collapsed, and the people are starving, the farms can't produce food. That's the reality. 
Is it because it's black people? No, it's because of the way the system was set up before and then the way that the blacks were educated and they got them away from their natural systems they already had set up when the whites came down there and took over. Okay, but that's the same system we have now. They're being trained to do shit that doesn't work. No different than kids are being trained to be trans, and now they're being trained to eat crickets. They're being told it's delicious. It was a guy that came to a school, obviously elementary schools, is either current or last spring or something like that. People still had masks, the little kids do. Of course, they were pulling them down. He was some marketing jack-off from this cricket company that sells cricket snacks in the, all these different flavors, and the kids are like, eh, eh, and he goes, no, 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 it's delicious, and them out in these different flavors, just brainwashing kids about eating crickets. See, it's all about what happens to the kids and they destroy the generations. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've tried to tell people. And that's why when I looked and drove through that Natchez dead zone, it became clear to me that this is not fixable. It's just not fixable. And the situation in Jackson, it's not fixable. You're already confronting a situation where there aren't people who can fix this problem. See, they aren't in a position of authority. There's a very few people here and there who may or may not be able to do anything, but for the most part, the people coming up can't do anything. They're making sure that the people are trained into not being able to do anything, that all they worry about is one of 200 fucking different genders and whether they should transition when they're six years old and whether or not they've offended somebody by not using their proper pronoun. And then getting them arguing literally about whether or not we should have Joe Biden or Donald Trump as a president or maybe Ron DeSantis. If that's not a sufficient insight to how insane the system is that people take these kinds of things seriously, I don't know what is. But I look around and the reality is every single day I see more and more evidence that it's completely fucked. And the idea that we're going to be able to have time by time to get out of it is shrinking every single day. I'm mean, shrinking every single day because the people coming up behind me, the young people today, they're fucking completely useless. It's unbelievable how few of them can do anything at all. Just almost none. All they can do is sit around and do stupid shit on computers that's not actually jobs. And, and the reason people think all this stuff works is because of this fake money system they're keeping. They're propping up this completely and totally fake economy. That's actually not an economy. It doesn't produce anything except for waste and uh, porn and absurd shit like that. And the people think that's an economy because they keep getting paid through this fake money system and all this debt that's taken on, all these different government programs and debt and contractors. And so it appears to kind of work. And so people can't see what it really is. It's totally and completely fake. And the idea this is a first world country is absurd. The entire system is collapsing. And in about 20 years, it'll be more than obvious. And I don't know if there's anything to turn it around at this point, because what I saw in that Natchez dead zone, there's no way those people could ever produce a population that could ever do anything, that will ever be able to improve this situation. Obviously, Jackson is exactly the same. You've got all these jokers. Um, I think about in 25 years, I think, okay, look at the people who are, say, 20 to 30 today, and they're having kids. In 25 years, you're going to have a group of their kids who they've raised who will then be, say, 20 to 25 years old-ish kind of thing, or 30, something like that. Imagine what they're going to be like with 25 additional years of this insanity. 
Think how utterly hopeless they will be. Think what a bunch of incredible mutants they're going to be. Eating crickets, all this processed cricket, you're going to get processed cricket protein. Now that's going to be pushed. It's pushed all the time. Celebrities all out there pushing eating crickets and bugs and all this different shit. You add all that. With the gender insanity and all the the constant gender changing and the surgeries and all the puberty blockers and all this insanity that's going on being jabbed over and over and over again. It's just a bunch of fucking mutants is what you're going to have. They are truly going to be mutant people. You can already see it out there. You're not allowed to talk about it because that's body shaming. It's all these other things. Again, they make sure the people who run things that you can't have an honest conversation about anything. Because every single thing kind of leads back to some kind of racism or anti-Semitism if you start talking about kind of the foundational problem here. And you're not allowed to talk about that, and you'll be run off any kind of media if you do. And the examples on the Twitter is a classic. I'm, I'm just going to have to get rid of my U.S. Law Review Twitter site. I'm going to try, I think, changing it to a different at, which they say resets the suspensions and things like that. But if I get suspended again from it, I think it'd probably be a 30-day or 7-day. That means the writing's on the wall. I've already archived it. I'm just going to delete it, and I'm going to start another. Because my only options are to be completely kicked off, which I don't want to be, or to try to get around it, which I won't. And the reality is, at that point, the writing's on the wall. They're going to come for me and permanently suspend me. Because that's the nature of the system. It's completely closing down. The idea that you're going to be able to go out to these areas and farm and all this other shit. Yeah, it may work for the next 10 years or so. Maybe. Until they have drones cruising around checking everything. You're not going to be able to order anything from Amazon without all these different things. Oh, I'll just live on your own. Well, you're not going to be able to go in the company store. It's all sorts of stores. All this sort of digital only. That's going to be all over the place in 10 years. All over the place. It's true. There's probably going to be some place you'll be able to do it. But it'll be all over the place. And all these different things you're going to have to swear in and like the New York law that requires you to turn over three years with your social media posts before you can get a carry permit now. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, now what? Now what? And uh, most of these articles I've posted in the uh, Patreon, Telegram channel and or the public one or both. And so that's where if you want to keep up with sort of stuff like that that I do and sort of the more sort of common stuff, you put it in there. But the point being that the social media stuff, well, why don't we just say I didn't do it? I don't have social media. Well, they have all these interconnections. See, your email, your phone number, all these different ways to check it out. See if you're lying. They'll make it a felony to lie on the form. If you lie, then you get a felony. No one's going to be able to lie to do any of this stuff. They're going to do the same kind of thing. It's going to tighten down. See, right now they already have the technology to come after you in any form or fashion they want. They don't do it because you're not a target. And some of the stuff really can't be used that they already have because they have to get a so-called search warrant. But everybody's seen the movies over and over again. I want to know what they had for breakfast. I want to know who their kindergarten teacher was. I want to know all of it. I want to know, you know, in an hour. So they have the ability to get all that stuff illegally now. The problem is they just can't really use it against you. Now, the movie is prepping everybody for the fact that this is what the government does. And over time, what they're going to do is create more and more Fourth Amendment exceptions for terror and uh, probably for some kind of environmental crisis and, and you're threatening us with this environmental disaster and you're an environmental terrorist. And they'll have a million different exceptions such that they will be able to create uh, databases and use those databases to tag you for a felony if you lie about any of these things that you're going to be required in order to attest to in order to use any of the products or services or anything else. That's how it's going to be done. 
And there's literally nothing happening to stop it. The places like Florida and Texas, they're bringing these very heavily digital ID for driver's license. They're already here. They're in Texas and they're in Florida. Okay, so they're already here. That's the system they're going to use to do all this stuff. They're then going to go database. So you think those places are your friends. They're not. See, they're not. That's the purpose of the red versus blue fantasy. The, the red team does a certain sort of thing, and the blue team does a certain sort of thing. And since the whole thing's driving in one direction, it's no different than having a single company where one party's in charge of security and one party's in charge of marketing. Well, are they on the same team? Yes. But if you look at their actual jobs, are they doing the same thing? No, they're doing things that look very different. Well, of course, because people can't put the pieces together because they're so brainwashed. But this is what's happening, and here's sort of tip of the spear evidence that my Natchez dead zone is correct. And this is going to be happening all over the place in all sorts of different ways. You're going to have power problems, water problems, sewage problems, all these different things. And they're going to have to go to these areas that are kind of more federally supported, that have the ability, and then you'll be forced to live in some kind of shitty house apartment, basically sleep inside a fucking drawer each night and be thankful for it and eat your cricket protein. Uh, That's what we're going to have and call people by complex pronouns and everything else. And this is what the world's going to be. And the kids are going to kind of think it's okay and normal. And they're going to be pointing at what the equivalent is of the boomers today, the people who are Gen Y or X. They'll be the the so-called boomers of the future, where the incredibly brainwashed children with the transgender fluid horse shit jabbed to death and on puberty blockers will be pointing to the other people. And the country will be just full of uh, mutant scooter people and that they will be the norm and everybody else will not be. And even when you're not the norm, way before that, they can pull it off because they can just ignore the majority of people, which they do all the time. The vast majority of people don't want this shit to go on. Do the people in Jackson want to have no water? Do they want that? No. Are there going to be criminal charges against the people? They're going to find all the retirees, haul them out, throw them into fucking prisons, take all their assets for this? No. There's not even any discussion in the whole article. I found a single one. There's no issue at all being raised about the people who are responsible in government at every kind of level needing to go to prison for the rest of their lives and have all their assets disgorged and have their families thrown into poverty. See, that's the kind of thing you have to do. If you don't threaten them with that, if all you do is say we're going to have a new blue ribbon panel is going to look into it and find a so-called fix and it's underfunded and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't work. See, that doesn't work. And that's what these constitutional conservative jokers on radio always push. They'll bring up the fact that it's Democrats. Of course, they bring that up. They ignore the fact that these same kind of corrupt things happen in Republican states all the time, too. But they'll bring this up because the Democrats are particularly incompetent in this area. And the black Democrats in these areas are some of the most corrupt politicians around. They really are. I don't exactly know why, but they are. And they take advantage of their so-called population that they represent over and over. But the Republicans, they don't push for a dissolution of this entire system. They don't push for criminal fucking charges against all the people in Congress at every level. No. They have their own favorite people. And they tell you, I played the shows again and again. And I'm going to play more because it's another stupid joker election season. But this is what's happening. And this water article, I think, is a really, really good indicator of where we're going. (laughs) This is where we're going. And there's not going to be any hiding from it, people. We either confront it or we don't. And the people who don't want to confront it, who don't want to do the kinds of things I suggest, okay, they don't. I get it. It's a fucking free country. I get it. You want to try to run out the clock on your own deal? Okay, good luck to you. I hope it works. But your kids, they're screwed. Everybody that comes after us, they're screwed, man. See, they're completely screwed. It's not going to be the situation where we're going to get another opportunity. 
this is it. Because once we're going to put into these electronic prisons, it's over. It's over. And the elite know that. That's why they're pushing on this. Why everything's so crazy now. And this mutant fucking scooter people uh, jabbed up kind of life eating crickets. That's only a transitional population. Believe me, they're not going to keep a population like that around. The purpose is to create these billions of people, shrink it down into a bunch of more manageable mutant scooter people who are all jabbed up and sick uh, and living on crickets and with these broken infrastructures who they're very vulnerable, and then shrink that population through all sorts of different means. And then you get rid of them, and otherwise they, they would be in danger. So it's not going to be a future of mutant scooter people everywhere going forward. That's a transitional state while they then will then kill off all those people and you and everybody else you know. That's what will happen. See, that's what will happen, and it's coming, and they're telling you all the time, and you can read their fucking papers and see that's what's coming, and yet the people just refuse to acknowledge it because it's just too scary. It's just too scary. And the constitutional conservatives and media are the biggest problem we have because those people prevent the people that would be on our side who we could use to change and get some actual fixes in place. And they drive them into the ditch of constitutional conservatism and supporting the government, talking about how we love diversity and all this shit and supporting, and America's always been about that. That's utter nonsense. America was basically completely and totally uni-Europe throughout the 19th century. That's all. It was. And then you didn't really get a bunch of immigration from anywhere except for Europe and European kinds of people until way into the 20th century in the 1968 Immigration Reform Act. And since then, the place has completely and totally been flooded with non-Europeans. And the demographics are clear as day. That woman whose video went viral of the lady, she actually lives very close, apparently, to where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, screaming at the Indian woman, everywhere I go, I see you. I've told people about this before. This whole area is completely and totally like Little Bombay. In the last 10 years, it's just completely exploded. And they're just everywhere now, all the time. I got nothing against Indians. My old girlfriend was an Indian. Her parents were from India. She was 100% Indian. They're cool culture, but they're not our culture. And when they come here, it's completely different, just like the other Asians who come here. They're not our culture. And they're not shoving Indians into China. They're not shoving Chinese into India. Okay, They're not doing any of that. They're not shoving Africans into India, Africans into China. Chinese into Africa, Indians into Africa. None of that's happening. It's happening one way. Non-whites being imported into white countries. That's it. To say that, apparently it's racist. It's just a fact. You can read about how they want to destroy white people. Everything white people do now is wrong. And this is a great example. It's another leading edge of it that we can't have honest discussions without being called a racist. I don't get it. I've said it over and over. I love all this diversity. I love it. If you just constantly push this interracial shit all the time, you're going to lose all the diversity. You're going to lose all the diversity. Just like the transition from the normal population to the mutant scooter people to uh, the dead people, you're getting the same thing with the so-called integration and diversity. When you jam everybody together, it looks great. You got all these people from all these different places and you have some mixed race stuff. But once you have just mixed race, mixed race, mixed race, there is no more mixing of races. Mixing a race with a mixed race doesn't really continue to produce anything. See, it doesn't. And so you lose all the diversity. So if you like diversity like I do, the last thing you want is this heavy push for so-called diversity. Like everything else, it's part of the 179 Club. It's upside down. What they claim supports diversity is the opposite. It supports non-diversity. It supports the mixing, the blending, the turning everybody into a mutant mutt. 
basically, human mutant mutts. That's what they're going to try to create. And they're selling it to people as this fantastic, freedom-loving, we embrace everything deal. And, of course, it's the opposite, like everything else they do. 179 Club. That's why it's there. In fact, I took that uh, URL. I'm going to build a website around it because I have the quash.io, which is a pretty interesting one, too. But I I like the uh, 179club.com as my home base. And as far as social media goes, like I said, I've already told you I'm going to have to do something drastic with that U.S. law review. Otherwise, I'll get banned. And the reality I feel about it is that I enjoy the interaction. I enjoy being on there. And being banned doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. And I get so little support anyway. It's like if I get banned, the people who don't support me, how are they hurt? They're not. They don't give a fuck, right? I'll never hear from them again. And so I'm supposed to blow myself up for a bunch of people who don't fucking give a shit about me, except that, oh, yeah, they have a show. He listens to the show. Well, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to do that. And that's not selfish on my part. That's self-preservation. People seem to confuse those things. <laughs> so I'm going to do something drastic with it. And it's already on private. And I'm not tweeting on it hardly at all at this point, And it's going to happen in the next week or so. So maybe by the show this comes out, I'll have already done it. If so, I'll let people know on the next show what the new at is as opposed to at U.S. Law Review. I'm going to change it. So so there you go. That's the show. I, I think it's pretty interesting. I think it dovetails nicely with my Natchez Dead Zone. Just confirms what I said is true and that where we're heading is obvious. I hope people enjoyed it. You now know about the situation on social media to the extent that I'm still legal man at U.S. Law Review. I don't even know if I will be by the time this show comes out. I really want to thank the people in Patreon who make it worth my time to make the show and take all these chances where I'm going to get targeted and all this other different fucking shit. And there's the likelihood I'm going to be alive in 10 years is very low now. I just think it's very, very low. But thanks to you guys. Um, you know, you have a lot of integrity. You understand that I provide a very valuable service and that my show has opened your eyes to a ton of things that you never, ever, ever, ever would have found out any other way. And it's valuable. That's the reality, and I appreciate the people who have the integrity to reward me for doing that for them, <laughs> and as opposed to people who just think I should just do it all for free. It's hilarious. But, you know, whatever. I'm glad people like my show. There's a lot of people can't even afford to support my show, and that's fine. I understand. You know, I don't mind making it like that. I really don't. But I really do appreciate the people who get it. And I have the Telegram channels. i got two of them. One is the public one, and that's Legal Man the Quash. If you go there, you sign up, you'll keep track of me if, if, when, and as I change anything on Twitter or anything else. I'm going to start posting a few more on YouTube and see if they don't boot me off. I'll pick and choose the episodes. Uh, they're going to be on there. That one is my, the Quash channel. That's over there, too. I've got some other stuff I'm going to try to branch out into. But as of right now, that's what I have. And we're still shooting for the movie, The Jones Plantation. I play Mr. Jones. It's a great allegory written by Larkin Rose going from chattel slavery to debt slavery. It's still going to come out in September, last I heard. And so I know Andrew's busily working on it and getting close to having it finished. And so when it comes out, I really hope people buy that movie, support the movie, make it make a lot of money so we can make more movies like that. That's the key. See, if everyone just watches this shit, tries to stream it, and figure out ways to get it for free, you know, okay, I get it. Oh, I hear you, but it doesn't help the cause. I don't understand how people who like my show and believe we're in trouble, don't want to help the cause. They want to try to snake around the system and not pay for shit. That's why the cause doesn't really pick up steam. We can't do shit in parallel fashions because there's nobody stepping up because we don't have billionaires on our side. We don't. 
We don't have any fucking billionaires on our side. And so we have to be able to, in effect, crowdsource funding of these projects to try to get them moving to have any chance at all, if we even have a chance, which I'm not claiming we do. I'm just saying I'm not willing to give up yet with regards to at least trying because I'm telling you, this is it. This is, this is it. We're the last generation that can fight this. And if it doesn't happen, then it's over. Electronic prisons, your kids are screwed, their kids are screwed, it's over. See, it's over if we don't do it now. So, all right, well, that's it. I don't think there's much else to say about the show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And I think I'll probably attach the article, the CNN article. If people want to find it, they can just look it up themselves as well. Just put in Jackson, Mississippi, residents told to shower with mouths closed and CNN, and it'll come up. But like I said, I'll probably attach it to the show anyway. So, all right, I guess I'll wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to take your service on the way out.